Holy mama, boys. We're back. Yo. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. My name is Paul Lanigan. Mitchell Veerling. And Bennett Diffley. And we are talking Ooh. about the Holy Spirit today, yes, man. Sir. Let's go. Turn me up. What a topic. Yes, sir. What a topic. Come I'm on. so excited. My hands are literally in the air sitting in front of my computer. I look like an idiot, but that's okay. That is okay. Oh, I still dude, love you. let's go. Let us so, go. We love to talk about our weeks to start off. So who wants to kick us off talking about the week? Mitch, bro. Do it. Yes. Do I give a two-week or just one you week? You have to. You have to give a two-week. Uh, two-week. Two-week. Two-week two two quick. He's back. Two-week quick. I'm yeah. back. It has been a long two weeks. School has kicked my butt. Greek and this youth ministry class I'm taking is just consuming all of my time. And the only seconds of free time I get are for the Lord and for sleep. And <laughs> it's just been a complete doozy. But God is good. Still is. Always will be. Always has been. So I don't have anything to complain about. But mm. it's, Come on. It, has been, it has been a challenge. But it has been really good. Got brothers at school that have been holding me up. And, yeah, I'm it's glad fun. that I get to be back this week. I missed it last week. That's so sad. Yeah, we're happy to have you back. Yeah, did I'm we? I'm sure the listeners are too, dude. Too much Bennett and Paul just doesn't do it the same way. Yeah, <laughs> you know I saying? agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm constantly amazed by his grace, his goodness, um, all the positive reactions that we've gotten from people who have heard the podcast, um, people that I haven't talked to in a long, long time, um, reaching out just to tell me that uh, that they're feeling God move uh, through um, our words. Thank the Lord. Um, or through the words that the Lord has given us. I'm sorry. Um, not our words, but, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it just constantly amazes me. And, um, week after week, they just keep getting better and better. And I'm so thankful for that. Fact, dude, what a week. I mean, track is kicking the crap out of me in the best way. Uh, like it's just been so much fun, like leading the new freshman and, and working hard and making progress and pushing the human body mm. to its physical limits every day. Uh, but it's awesome, and it's been a grind, a fun one. Uh, classes are going swimmingly, bringing a ministry called After Dark to campus here. Ooh. I have the privilege of what they call quarterbacking that here, so I had to. I have to organize meetings for all the ministry directors to meet with the staff, and the staff comes from like Austin, Texas, and like the timing is just crazy. And I'm in between classes, going here to here, and always sending emails to this guy, and in communication with the president of the university and the athletic director, and getting so many people on board. It's just been awesome, though. Mm. Like, I literally have had so many times where like all right, people are either going to show up or they're not to this meeting or like whatever. And I'm like, Lord, like your will be done. And he provides like yeah. every single time. And so it's been so sweet. Um, I've, I've been like constantly working or studying or something. Uh, but it's been finding time for intimacy with the Lord and making it happen. It's been awesome. Mm. Dude. Happily that. busy, as love, I always say. Love that. Happily busy. Man, well, before we dive into the Holy Spirit, uh, or the topic of the Holy Spirit. We've already been deep in the Holy Spirit for a while now. Um, who wants to pray us in? I'll do it. Let's go. <clears throat> All right. Lord, um, thank you for yet another week with my brothers. Um, for the listeners, Lord, um, thank you for um, just bringing us uh, a common place, a common um, platform that we can 
um, praise your name and praise your word and um, just share the love and the joy um, that you've given to us, Lord. Um, this week, as we dive into the Holy Spirit and unpack that um, and the messages that you've left us about the Holy Spirit, Lord, keep our hearts and our minds open to you. Um, just keep us focused on on what your word says and what the truth of the Bible has for us and um, just open our hearts uh, to, to receive that message and to really um, take that in as full as we as fully as we can. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. All right. I'll kick us off with the questions. So the first one and this one like hit really home. I have some like stories about it and, and whatnot. It's like, like was, the, <laughs> was the Holy Spirit ever overlooked in your life? Like, like, was it, was there a time in your life when it like, just like when you were younger going into high school, something where you just like, nobody told you about it. You didn't know what role it played. You just heard it was part of the Trinity and like, didn't like really understand it. Mm-hmm. Was that, is that ever, did the, did you guys experience that? I definitely did at the beginning of high Go school. Um, <clears throat> I also, at that time, was not fully seeking the Lord, so um, that also played a little bit into it, that I, I wasn't seeking truth a whole lot. Um, but I did not know much about the Holy Spirit until I personally started digging into it. Um, it's, for some reason, not part um, of the church culture to really talk about it a whole lot. Because I think a lot of people don't quite know exactly what they think about it. Um, mm. And they don't know how to present it, so I think that might be—I think I might be a part of it. Um, I'm sure there's other aspects that play into it, but yeah, I, I for the longest time just never heard anyone um, from the pulpit or in front of the youth group talk about it, and it was all stuff I had to mm. read and figure out my, myself. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, I feel that. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I. I grew up Catholic. I'm still Catholic. Um, and in the church, we, we always uh, talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but it, it kind of like you were saying, it it gets overlooked um, in a way. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that we, we talk about, but we don't really dive into. Um, and so the last couple of years especially, I've been really um, fighting to um, unpack what that actually means, um, what it means to me. Um, what that means for um, my walk with Christ and my relationship with him, um, all that good stuff. But, yeah, probably since, I don't know, uh, I guess seventh or eighth grade, um, it had been completely overlooked in my life. Um, but seventh or eighth grade, probably beginning of high school, was when I when I really started to say, okay, what is this? What does this mean? Um, and why is it important? Hmm. Dude, I I feel like I didn't learn about it until like like college almost. Mm. Like I felt the fruits of the spirit, but I had never understood what it really was or the role it played. Like my my friend from camp, his name's Lincoln. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's like a Dallas like Bible Belt like Christian through and through. Like he knows he knows the scripture like forward and backwards 
and but like didn't really live it he just had been been, like for a long time he'll tell you like he didn't really live it for a very long time up until like college because he was like he wasn't real he just understood the knowledge Mm -hmm. and so the way he put it was like in the trinity it's like think of it like like you know from first to third base in baseball like like first at second base, like those are sixty feet away, and then like the Holy Spirit's like way on the other side of the field. It seems like when they mm-hmm. when they teach it, yeah. And so it's like my whole life, I feel like I was I was taught like Father, Son, and then like Holy Spirit was like just mentioned here and there, and I just really didn't get it. Yeah. And so like I had a great pastor growing up. Like I still go to that home church like to this day because he's incredible. And it took like some more i guess preaching on the holy spirit's hard to like to meet like a demographic that's like anywhere from 10 years old to like 90 Mm -hmm. and so he just like he kind of talks about it more in like personal conversations that we've had now and so it's just weird that like i feel like part of the trinity that's so important like like one third of it was just like not I i didn't learn about for so long right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah interesting i feel like listeners can relate to that so i just like thought i'd throw that in there because like you guys aren't alone if you have no idea what it is like let's learn it's gonna be awesome yeah mm. love it who's got Mitch, you got one for yeah. us do i got one mm-hmm. yeah question yeah yeah let's dig into the word so what do you guys um think that the bible says about the holy spirit it says a lot scattered throughout but a whole let's bunch. let's Dude. let's dig let's dig deep flush it out a little bit amazing well yeah so let's kind of let's kind of start with with like um what does the what does scripture say that it is and then i'll let you run with it please bennett you have probably somewhere in john you have a couple things yeah i do have some yeah um uh, i'm in john 14 um and then in verse six i feel like this is kind of where it starts um, not where it starts because it's all in the Bible, but um, where I'm looking at it, uh, Jesus told him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, uh, you do know him and have seen him. Um, then when you go to verse 9, uh, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, so why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father? That I am in the Father and the Father's in me. The words I speak aren't my own. But my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Um, And then it goes on to say, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Um, And then it continues. I know this is a lot, but... No, it's good stuff. um, Verse 16... And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Um, and then it, it continues to go on a little bit there, but... Um, yeah, that's so that's kind of the beginning of John 14, explaining what the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, dude. 
Yeah. So let's let's. What was the reference? So give me give me all those like the full reference. So that's just just read the chapter John fourteen if you're curious. Yeah. Um, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, it starts with Jesus, the way to the Father, and then um, it goes on right before verse fifteen. Um, my Bible kind of breaks it up into segments. So it says Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, um, and and that's kind of Jesus uh, presenting um, the Holy Spirit to us. Hmm. So what are your boys? What are your boys' thoughts on that? What do you guys? What do you guys think? Dude, incredible! I it's like just hearing that we like it is it is serving Jesus's role, like in us, and mm-hmm. so the way that Jesus worked in his disciples, the Holy Spirit is working in us, mm-hmm. and like guides us into truth. It said yes, and and is and will like keep us from unholiness like if we follow the convictions of it which is so sick like so to put that in lack of better words like yeah it's just amazing to know that like we have like like the the spirit of the lord the same way like that god was in jesus like he's like also his spirit is in us mm. like that's dude that's i mean like that blows my mind crazy come on mm. mitch what about you dog I keep looking at verse 23 where it says, um, oh, I'm sorry, not 23, 26. Um, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Come on. It's huge. And just like, ooh, baby. Like that encompasses yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Especially the reminding us of everything. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sits in that idea um, of how much God actually does in us. Yeah. And right. taking away from us doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the Holy Spirit is bringing the remembrance. Yeah. Like, it's not like us, like, mm. pulling these truths out of us at random moments. It's not yeah. just happening. But the Holy Spirit is, like, reminding us. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That, like, we are, like, those convictions that you feel about doing things are, like, or those, like, whenever you feel pulled, like, just, like, to go talk to this person mm. or pick up that litter, whatever, like, that is literally the Holy Spirit being like, live like Jesus. Like, don't forget what he said. This is how you're supposed to be. Yeah, and it's moving all the time, every day. Man. Crazy. Man. Oh, that's so good. Mitch, do you want to go into John 16? I would love to. Come on. I love John 16. Um, Me too. I'm going to read uh, a decent amount. Um, verses um, 6 through... 15, eight. I think. Ooh, oh, okay, yes, sir. Um, I love that. I could really start at 8, but I think I'm going to do 6. Um, it I says, know, I like Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. 
I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Mm. And so, like, at the end, like, we get, we get, like, this little, like, picture of, like, how the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit kind of work together. But yeah, I just think that 16 kind of captures, like, a bunch of different, like, actions that the Holy Spirit does. Like, there's so many verbs that list. So That's what I love. It's active and living. And like he tells us also in that same chapter in verse 33, Jesus says like, by, by the way, this is literally Jesus talking. Like he, he's like, like imagine your savior is in front of you and he's like, hey, by the way, I'm going away and it's better that I go away than stay here. It'll make no sense. Like mm-hmm. you're literally blown away. But knowing that he's left us something better, you know, that, that the best plan for us is in play for this Holy Spirit to be in our lives. And in 33, it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. I'm sure a yes, lot sir. of you all have heard that. Um, yeah, that's huge. Um, I want to go back to uh, verse uh, 7. Um Mine reads, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. But um, in verse 7, it has an asterisk next to the word advocate. um, And some other versions also read comforter, encourager, or counselor. Um, And I think that's huge, um, that little footnote um, in my Bible, just because when you think of it – when you think of the word advocate, you think of like somebody speaking in place of somebody else. But along with that, um, other other versions or other scriptures could read comforter, encourager, counselor. Um, and that's so much more than just um, speaking on behalf of somebody else or being there on behalf of somebody else. Um, like the Holy Spirit is when Jesus goes away, right? Um, that's there for love. That's there for um, passion. It's there for... Um, comfort all of those things mm. so it does it does more than just stand in the place of of jesus if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense that makes all the sense too. yeah and i think i think part of him being the advocate for jesus and standing in the place of jesus is acting in a way similar to what jesus because mm. jesus comforted and loved and yeah. all those things too well that's what it's trying to do yeah. is it's trying to like refine us, like train us in righteousness to to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that, the Holy Spirit is is active in doing that. It's incredible. Uh, I want to say, like we, I we mention this verse in every single podcast, or these two verses in every single podcast. Like talking about we we talk about the fruits of the Spirit is mm-hmm. how this verse reads. So Galatians five twenty two and twenty three, like my favorite verse in the Bible. Uh, it, it just talks about like the fruits of the spirit. And so the Holy Spirit isn't in you unless you've let Jesus into your heart. So when you are saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. 
like the Holy Spirit moves in the world around you and softens your heart and like does all these things that like that like it it is the player on this earth like it is what moves in conversation and moves in music and worship and moves in everything but it's not in you like you if you are not like letting Jesus in and so what it's saying the fruit of the spirit yeah, like so like once you let Jesus into your heart, let the spirit take control is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. And there's no law against those things. Mm. It says. So we are promised anything that the world <clears throat> desires, all the emotions that the world goes after, we are promised them being in fellowship with Jesus. And letting the Holy Spirit into our lives to guide us and train us and and bring us truth, lead us to truth, as it says. Mm. So, true. so that's just, dude, that's incredible. It really like, is. Like we are promised these things. When you are struggling to have joy, when you're struggling to to have patience, when you're struggling to find peace in something, literally just like grow closer to Jesus and let the Spirit take control. And and those and, things will. And there you go. Yeah, um, yeah, and it says. Um, earlier in Galatians, up in uh, verse 17, uh, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting, so you're not free to carry your own good intentions. Um, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not a, under obligation to the law of Moses. So basically what it's saying is these two forces are always at, at constantly fighting with each other but if you direct your attention to jesus and you give your um your all you you submit and you give your heart to him and you give your mind to him and you just let him take control um he's going to produce those fruits in your life and and he's never going to steer you wrong mm. <laughs> that Come one on. that one reminds me of um first corinthians ten thirteen. i believe if i'm correct yeah and it's not it's not direct directly talk about the spirit but i think i think it is referring in a way to spirit it says no temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you could bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so you can endure it i think that speaks into the way the spirit is um Mm. pushing us towards the good and holy things Mm. come on the spirit intervening when temptation hits us Dude, I think that's another action of the spirit. That is the emptiness, like post, post failure in like staying pure, post failure, yeah, yeah, like that is the emptiness and the and the frustration and the depression and all that that comes with that is the spirit being like, man, like like we want better for you, like like me, God and Jesus, Mm -hmm. like want better for you, man, like Mm -hmm. and that's so sweet that like. We have somebody that like is gonna smack us on the forehead. If y'all seen the old V eight commercials, like it's gonna be like, dude, like what are you doing, idiot? Like should've here had, we go. Should have had a V eight, dude. <laughs> Should have had a V eight. Like, th- like there's so much better out there. So like, like live in it. Yeah. Right. So I have been. Uh, oh my gosh, literally, Jesus is so cool, and so like learning his story, like all his quotes and like all these things. Like, just blows my mind, right? So I just happened to, you know, God happened to play. My Bible is open to John uh, 15. 
and talking, Jesus is talking about the world hating him. And he says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it, but you are no longer a part of the world. I have chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Like that is when we follow the, the, the convictions of the Holy Spirit and we follow like the Lord's plan for us, we are going to be hated by the world. But you, we have to realize that literally Jesus Christ chose us to come out of the world to be hated mm. by the world. So true. And, and in that we have an opportunity to like love them well and serve them so that they can experience the same thing. Yeah. Um, Dude. And it really is, it's such a beautiful thing when, um, when somebody, somebody of the world is like, man, like, why do you, like, why do you spend so much time doing this? Or why are you doing this? Um, and you get that opportunity to say, because Jesus, um, who gave his life for me, um, he, he has given me all the abilities and all the gifts and all the opportunities that I have in this world. And, um, and he's my savior and he's my, he's my king and all of those things. Mm. Um, and you get a chance to, to really, um, show God's love and, and, um, be like Christ in that to the world. And then you, you can kind of see like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but, um, you can just see mm. the way that the world mm. reacts to that. Um, it's such an interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm. Cause, no, it's cause like, it's like they, yeah, it's like they, they're like detested by it. Mm. That's in, hold on, Jude. I was reading Jude the other day. One of my friends spurred me on to read Jude. You know, it's written by Jesus' brother Judas. And uh, it just like really, it's like a guide. Like it's like a one-page guide to like living <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, and so I think it's so cool. It says that, uh, so like urging us to defend the faith like that God has entrusted with us. Uh, that ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives, which is not true, right? If the, if the spirit is really in us, we won't desire to live these immoral mm. lives. But uh, he says, people scoff at things that they don't understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, so they bring about their own destruction. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others only to get what they want. So if you read Jude, you read through that, that he's literally just like what we were just talking about. He's saying like, like they are going to naturally hate what they don't know because their flesh does not – like our flesh and the spirit are complete opposites. And so they're, they're living in their flesh, so they are going to hate what we do and and when we walk along in the Spirit. But us being like letting the Spirit do that, we have this encouragement from Jesus that's like, they hated me first. Mm. Like, don't worry. So like this all comes together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a, and a turn-the-cheek mentality and and say, say instead of um, hating, love them um do the opposite of what the world um would normally call us to do which is so mm. so when you like when you first hear that you're like what like how is that even possible but with the spirit it makes it so easy to say um 
look, I love you anyway. Um, even though you wronged me, I still love you and I still care about you. Um, and I wish the best for you. Oh, killing with kindness, man. The mm. peace it brings. The peace nice. it brings when you don't desire to wrong others at any point. Wow. Mm. That's great. And uh, if I remember correctly, one of the fruits of the Spirit, uh, kindness. Kindness. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Come on. Gentleness. You know what I'm saying? Turn me up. You know what I'm saying? Turn me up, baby. Turn me up. That's it, man. That's it. Dude, I. So I also wanted to go into, like, what the Holy Spirit, like, practically in us. Like, like there's biblical things when the Holy Spirit is, like, like in these people, and it is, it is acknowledged that the Holy Spirit is what's guiding these people. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. And so I have three verses that I want to talk about, and we'll finish on one that's going to get unpacked big time, I think, which is so sick. So... I'm going to start with Luke 10, 21. So one of the gospels is talking about Jesus. Uh, and it says that at the same time, Jesus or at the, so Jesus basically like his, he just like spurs on his disciples and the disciples are like seeing all these good fruits from the Lord. And he, and it says Jesus at the same time was filled with the whole, with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these good things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do this this way. So like him giving us good gifts for being faithful and the people that that like of the world that don't desire like the spirit are not getting these same gifts, like that same level of joy and satisfaction that we receive, right? So going on from that, uh, Acts 4.31. So Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin, like the, the like uh, political officials, like policemen. I don't know. You could describe it so many different ways. Like people that had power to kill and shun and prison and all this stuff. And these people are like belittling Peter and John involving the gospel and Jesus and like not wanting him to talk about or not wanting them to talk about Jesus anymore. And it says... Uh, so first off, Peter and John, before talking to them, after hearing them get blasphemed and all this, they they just started praying, which is so sick that like that's how you do it. Mm. You know, if you if you pray more than you think, you're gonna live an incredible life, mm. right? And so uh, Acts four thirty one says, when they finished play, praying, the place where they were meeting was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim the Lord's message with boldness. Mm. That everything in the world was saying not to do this and everything in the spirit was lining up and saying to do this. Mm. And so like stepping out of comfort zone, like speaking against the, the Sanhedrin who was like, uh, we're called to follow the law if it aligns with the Lord's will. And so these people were not aligning with the Lord's will. And so we're not called to follow that. So they had this boldness, this supernatural boldness and the supernatural knowledge to say the right things. That's huge. And they literally, at the end of that story, they literally walk out of there not in trouble because of the things they said and how it affected the people of the, like the Sanhedrin. And so that's so sick. It is, yeah. And then a one third, the third thing, and I sat on this and I led a Devo with this, and it's like, it's so cool to me. So Jesus says in John 9, 5, he, so he's talking about how the Lord uses trial and shortcomings in his, in his people, in his creation to reveal his glory. 
So, like, the blind man and how, like, the blind man was given blindness in John 9 strictly to glorify the Lord in his own way. And so, John 9, 5, Jesus says, While I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Right? Mm. But when Jesus is gone, the Holy Spirit in us is the light of the world. He says in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, like, y'all are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Yep. So the Holy Spirit in us is is what Jesus was at that time, like, to people, to unbelievers. When it comes to, like, proclaiming his name and seeing these amazing things and, like, what, like, a true life and true purpose are. So we are literally told that we are the light of the world with the Spirit in us. Yeah, and we're called to do the exact same thing that Jesus, the Savior of of the world, of humankind, did. We're called to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Love it. To act in that way. Yeah, yeah man. Dude, come on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a tangent, no, but it man, was mostly that's, scripture, that's, so I don't feel bad. Yeah, no, it's perfect. That's great. Um, come on. I had... There were a couple different um, points that I wanted to just go back to and touch on real quick and some of the things that you said. Um, so when you were talking about Acts 4, um, when <clears throat> when it used the word boldness, um, when the Spirit came over them and the place was shook and, um, and they spoke with boldness, proclaiming God's word. Um, mm. uh, it just reminded me of Joshua 1.9 again. Um, oh baby this this is my command be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord your god is with you wherever you ever you go oh yes yeah so that just that word boldness um that was a a, one of our camp themes like two or three years ago i think it was um what a great camp but um yeah just just the word bold and boldness um sticks out because kind of like we we said when you're bold um usually that's associated with different um, and that's exactly what we what we are. We're not of the world. Um, we're of Christ, and we're of um, just everything that is good in Him. Um, and so, being bold in that, in being different, in facing trials, being bold at all times is huge. Mm. Yes, dude. Second Timothy one seven. Yer. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self discipline. Right. If you're ever questioning whether the Lord will provide the boldness, you have to realize that the Holy Spirit is what raised Jesus from the dead. Mm. So the Holy Spirit is in us. So the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. Who can stop us when we're walking alongside the Lord Almighty? No one. Nobody. Nobody. Come on. Um, and that's Turn me in, up, uh... dude. What you were talking about was in, um, I don't remember. I lost my Which thing? The, uh, the power is in yeah, us? Yeah, no, the Holy Spirit just raising, is what raised Jesus oh. from the dead. Yes. I was just going to go back Dude. and touch on that, but I can't find the verse that's, anymore. That's so sick. It is. Oh it's gosh. unreal. Google it if you the, want to know the verse. The exact same thing is inside of us. It's inside of you listening right now. Yeah. Like, if you've let the Lord into your heart, like, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so it's easy. Like just, let, just let, if there, you don't, and if you don't have the Holy Spirit, just let him in. It's that easy. Let him in. Submit. Let him in. Give him your Come life. On. That's it. My gosh. 
you want you want the 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 highest feeling of love and joy and purpose and like uh, like you've ever uh, wanted like all these things you seek in different ways like mm. Jesus will provide yes whatever hole you're trying to fill like a god-sized hole whatever you're trying to fill it with is not going to fill it nope so let him in let him in dude i literally i told i talked last episode i think about my career readiness course class yeah, it's yeah. like a free A. Yeah. And how there's like all these like foreign exchange students that like have never really experienced Christianity. And uh they all like it seems like they just so many of them have like a lack of purpose and direction in their lives. Like they know they should finish school, they know they should have like high paying careers, but they don't know why they're here. Like when we talk about like life and not like work and school, they just don't like have this purpose like this this like motivation and joy towards like anything significant and so i have gotten to share the gospel like 25 <laughs> times in that class because i'm like well this is where i find my joy and my purpose and my smile like it all mm-hmm. comes from jesus so like come on and so like a couple of them were at the after dark meeting last night because like they have nowhere else to go and they like they want to know what i'm talking about that's awesome man i had a classmate today and a teammate literally go Paul, I want to be saved. And I was just like, yeah, okay, like, please. <laughs> you know, and I said, I said, we'll go to church on Sunday and then I'll let you hear the gospel from him and then we'll talk about it. Hmm. Yeah. And then like that, like what a cool moment. That is well, such an awesome moment. Um, so it's crazy, providing. crazy how the spirit works. Um, mm. It's even crazier because two of my brothers just texted me, um, Noah and Riley, and they said, Hey, uh, what's the word on the Pure Joy Project? And I just, I can't respond because it's just like we're recording right now. Um, yeah, dude. The spirit is working. Yeah, so. you want to, my best friend's mom, like my best friend from high school, he has like four younger siblings mm. and his mom like sent me a picture today of like her Bluetooth screen in her car, like with our podcast. And she says, no hey, I just want to let you know, like literally every time like the kids and I are in the car. And, like, it's the older kids and not, like, the really young ones. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we're listening to. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. That's like, crazy. Are you kidding me? That is crazy. My – the guys, like, the staff at After Dark that are, like, big-time ministry folk, like, like big Instagram following. It's, like, mm-hmm. um, just some incredible dudes that just love the Lord and one girl. And <laughs> they were, like <laughs> – like, we were at dinner and they all, like, wanted to, like – talk about the podcast because like they think it's great that's so and awesome I was just like mind blown like how somehow there's an influence that it's having yeah you know that we're just like i said you know just three like broken dudes that love the lord yeah like who just happen to love each other and talk about jesus a lot yeah and that's like, the spirit what it's brought and that's the fruits of it come on man yeah look at that um i found Dude. the verse by the way real quick come on Let's it's uh, Romans 8, and we're in like the 9 to 15 territory here. Um, mm. 9 starts, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Um, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, 
He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living there. Therefore, mm. therefore, brothers and sisters, you have <laughs> no, no obligation, I repeat, no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Um, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. Hmm. <sighs> children. Listen, if you, if y'all who are listening, just like I'm now just got the heart to do it. Like just off of hearing that again, which Romans eight is something I point a lot of people to. Mm. I want to memorize it and like tuck it in my heart. Like if I could recommend like a life changing chapter, Romans eight is like that's gonna yeah that's gonna like shake the way you think and like encourage you daily and like. Mm. Um, keep you away from your like worldly desires. Romans eight, yeah. Like sit in that. Like let that sit in your heart and take control every morning. Yeah. Read Romans eight on like every morning, like before you go to eat breakfast or whatever. Paul, you like, even you even paraphrased Romans eight, like I don't know five ten minutes ago when you said, "If God is for us, who can ever be against us?" That's Romans eight verse thirty one. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us. Who could ever be against us? Oh, who could ever? Come on. Turn me Come up. on, man. The, the I'm literally like out of my chair, dude. I love this. Nobody. Nobody can be against us. Mm. Mitch, you're quiet. That's crazy you talk, and I'm here for it. No, keep going. I'm loving the scripture. <laughs> well, I mean, oh I can't. I'm letting it sink in right now. That's what I've got. Yeah, dude. We have one more question that I think would make it really practical to uh, like to like talking about moments. Like I, there's always like watershed, like turn turning moments mm. in your, in your walk, like in your, yeah. in your intimacy with the Lord. So Bennett, I think you have something for us. Yeah, I do. Um, you kind of, I like the way that you worded it there. I've got, when did the Holy spirit become real in your life? Um, and then when did you start to see the fruits of it? So kind of like Paul was saying, what was that? Like, what was that? defining turning moment um mm. that that really brought you um to him and and you really saw the holy spirit work mm. man mitch you want to kick us off dude? yeah i think it all stemmed in when i started being obedient um and i think that's something that is for a lot of people because the spirit's going to speak in you and it's going to nudge you in certain directions, but you're not going to see the fruit of it until you start actually listen, like actually listening mm. and actually obeying. Um, mm. But I think the total turning point would be sometime during my junior year of high school, later, later in the school year. Um, that's when I started realizing um, the fullness of who Christ was and what he did for me mm. um, and turned away from all the stuff that I was I was doing to fill the void in my heart um, that was mm. um, meant for the Lord um, and I just yeah, saw man. I just saw like joy and like all these pages like all the fruit of the spirit from, from Galatians like it all became so evident I was like this is what it is and it's not meant to be in a way like, oh, I'm going to live for the Lord so that I get this. I got, and that was not how it was. But 
in me living for the Lord. Like I, like I just started seeing that fruit and it was all glorifying to him. Like it was not for myself in any way because it was hard. Like it, like there were moments like in obedience, um, that were not easy and were really tough. Um, I had times where I was being pushed to uh, evangelize the guys on my team um, and tell them about the Lord um, and show people love that had not been loving me well. Um, just like all these painful times, um, but like the fruit that I saw like after um, those seasons mm. pushed over um, were huge. And so like I don't want to go with it to say that like we'd be obedient so that we see fruit and that we feel good because nothing about living for Christ is meant to be comfortable. Mm. Yeah. And I don't That's want anyone true. to have that idea. But yes, for please. me, when I started seeing fruit was when I started becoming more obedient. Because someone, um, I go to this church on Wednesday night. It's called Matthias Lot. Uh, oh, wait, no, this wasn't even at Matthias Lot. This was at summer camp um, with my youth group um, that I interned for. Mm. Um, the camp speaker said something along the lines of um I wasn't even thinking about saying this but I decided I'm gonna say it um it talks about oh come on I know it's here I swear I believe in you swear I swear I swear this is a good word um Dude, I bet this I journal that you're flipping through is so deep. Oh, dude. my gosh. There's, There's so, so much good word in there, <laughs> it's, dude. It's from a like lot. Messages and devos and stuff you've heard. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm almost done with it, actually. I'm about to have to go buy a new one. Me too. Yeah. So sad. Hey, hey listeners, while Mitch is flipping through the journal, go ahead and uh, rate the podcast. Rate <laughs> the podcast. Give us the old honest rate. I'm not gonna ask for anything. I'm gonna ask that you put your actual heart in there, and we can be sharpened by you if you don't like it. Yeah, no, seriously. Or if you do, um, it'll whatever. help us. So, yeah, do that. Yeah. So that we, we always want to know if you want to throw in like a written review and just talk about what you want us to cover, or like what you like or don't like. Like, please do. Mm. But well, uh, I can't find the exact wording. It. You know, what? that's just gonna you have can, to be okay. Oh yeah, um, Lord's words. Um, but um, it's something along the lines that like, what if Christians would obey at the level of which they have knowledge, or something like that? So like we have, it goes to say, oh, his mic just fell off. Oh, oh Mitch, microphone. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, I just kicked right, cool. it, kicked the cord. Um, it's going to say that we have all this knowledge that is beyond the years and maturity of which our obedience is. We, Mm. like so many believers obey the spirit and obey the Lord and obey the law, like at the level of an infant when their knowledge of scripture and of God is like way, like way surpassing. Yeah. That obedience level. And I just think that, that itself just like like destroys my head and like <laughs> terrifies me at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I like we're build, yeah. we're building up all these believers, and we're like building ourselves up in truth, and we're learning. But like somewhere along the lines, like we're missing application somewhere, or something. Mm. Like if it's not being applied, yeah, like, and we're not being obedient with it, like, what what good is? Yeah, then what are we doing? Right. What good yeah. is knowing? For if everything? I know all the languages of earth and of angels, but I do not love, I'm nothing but a noisy gong or a clanging exactly cymbal. Exactly right. Mm. You know, if I, it's like, yeah, First Corinthians 13 just talks about like, if you don't truly love, no matter how much you know or how many talents you have or whatever, like you are worthless. Basically, put it that way, kind of brutally, but hey, you know, the Bible's straightforward because it's truth. Yep. Not going to sugarcoat anything. I love that. Yeah, that's a good word. Man. Uh, yeah, mine is a little a little shorter, um, and I love that because, Mitch, that was a great word. Uh, appreciate you and your heart. Um, so I – it's funny because I, like, felt the fruits of it probably going into my senior year of high school, like late junior year going into my senior year was when I really started to, like – well, that just happens to be when Huddle Leadership Camp was, <laughs> or Huddle Leadership Conference, uh, HLC for FCA, and my faith became my own at that camp. And then, like, scripture became real in my life, and prayer became, like, much more real. Like, I was, I've been reading for a lot of years at that point, but not, like, truly to be more intimate with the Lord. It was just to say I read my Bible, like, check the box and, like, feel better a little bit. Um, and so I had realized, like, what that growing closer to the Lord brought a lot of goodness uh, and so I kind of banked on that. And then I went and I worked at Cana Cook after my freshman year of college and then came back sophomore year, just understanding that so much was not in my hands, that it was like strictly like the Lord is in control of so many things. And I just have to give him effort wherever he opens an opportunity. And then that plus, uh, having a bad breakup and then going straight into idolizing like a different girl and then like realizing that I couldn't do that and then being like lonely and all this and I had no patience and so I was like well how am I supposed to have patience I call my pastor he's like read first and second Peter read Galatians 5 and I was like okay and so I read these things and I'm just like it blows my mind I was like, this verse, like these these pockets of verses just promised me that if I fall more in love with the Lord and let his spirit take control, that I will receive this patience that I need, this joy that I need, like all these things. And so that plus now, like having read through the Gospels and like spent so much time intimately in the Gospels and learning the character of Jesus and what he says about the Holy Spirit, I now like, it is my, it is, my life is so much more like... So much less, like, I guess you could say worrisome because I know that, like, my hand is not really in anything and all I can do is, like, love and pray. Yeah. Basically. I love that. So pretty recently, honestly, is when all this, like, like the Holy Spirit became so real and, like, made so much more sense in my life. Yeah, that's awesome, Paul. Um, short and sweet. Love that. Um, I think for me, um, mine's a little bit different. Um being raised and, and grown up Catholic, um, I've always kind of like um, been in the Word. So when I was really little, I went to vacation Bible school, right? Um, and then oh, yeah. when I got into grade school, I went to uh, PSR, which was public school religion, since I didn't have a religion class at my 
elementary school or middle school. Um, and I did those things and then I got in the youth group. Um, but it was one of those things where, um, I had a faith, but I didn't do anything with it. It was just kind of one of those things where, oh, okay, so we go to church on Sunday and we go to youth group on Wednesday and, and we do this and we do that. Um, and kind of like you said, we check the boxes. Um, and then we're all set. We're good to go. Um, and, and that kind of changed for me, my, um, seventh and eighth grade year, um, Thank, thank the Lord that I have such an amazing family and support system and um, especially a sister that loves Christ like nobody I've ever seen. Um, and uh, she kind of brought me into her youth group um, super lovingly. And um, that was kind of her that was kind of her place and her niche. And I'm so thankful that she did that. But um, we had a retreat that I got invited to through that youth group. Um, and it started once you were in seventh grade. Um, and and it was there at that retreat that the Holy Spirit kind of became real in my life, and I and I felt um, I felt a way that I hadn't ever felt before. Um, it was kind of one of those things. It was just like wow, like the the power and control that God has in my life is so far greater than um, anything else that could ever um, take hold of me, and and the love that He gives to me um, through that is just so great and so so immaculate um and and so it was it was then at that retreat that i kind of um felt the realness of the holy spirit and um him in me um and then the fruits that i saw from that afterwards were um all the blessings that i have in my life my family my friends um just all the good that he does for me um even in the bad stuff too um so we we can kind of cover that in a different episode but um, oh, we will. Yeah, the fruits. Yeah, the fruits were super apparent for me after that um, kind of turning point in seventh or eighth grade when I kind of made my faith my own and real, and um, and I felt His presence in my life like really, really big at that that point in time. So, hmm. yeah, kind of a little long winded, but hopefully that. No, makes no, sense. I was, never apologize. That's a great word. Uh, so if we are to wrap this up like as a gift for listeners to take away and apply easily like put it in one box and be like here's what we want you to take away from from this pod about the the, the holy spirit mm-hmm. what are we saying um my tidbit is going to be from romans 8 where i was reading earlier because i kind of cut it off but um where is it where is it where is it where is it, where is it? Where is it? You know what? It's not Romans eight. Hold on, Paul. You go ahead while I while I look at this. Sorry, Mitch. You want to go? Do you have anything that you would want them to take away specifically? Yeah. Um. I think one like application wise. I'm gonna. I'll say application wise while someone else sits like in a summary way. Just like having ears open and ready in every situation. Mm-hmm for what the spirit may be leading you in. And if you're not sure if it's the spirit, my advice is if it doesn't contradict what you know that the word says, then just do it. Yes. (laughs) That's good. Um, Come on. But just being ready and active because the Holy Spirit's quick. It's ready to go and it's ready for you to, to move with it, move with it. And it wants to move in you. Um, 
So just being ready, receptive, and obedient. It's just like like the one keyword, just be obedient. Hmm. I love that. Be ob- I literally just prayed for one of my uh, can of cook friends. He plays football at University of West Florida, and he was. I was like, how can I be praying for you? And he's like, dude, just pray that I'm obedient to the Spirit and the way it guides me. It's like, I love that. Hmm. Uh, my takeaway, just to put it like simply, is... So read the Gospels, read about Jesus, so that you can understand the power of the Holy Spirit. And then past that, I would recommend John, and then Matthew, and then Mark and Luke are both incredible as well, obviously. Uh, But you can read them in whatever order you want, they're all great. So read the Gospels to learn about Jesus, and so that'll teach you about the character of the Spirit, and how it guides you. And then... Make your life a daily devotion to falling more in love with the Lord through spending time with Him and prayer. And then the Holy Spirit, like you'll feel the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You will you will understand like this overwhelming joy and purpose and peace and love and like all these things that that the Spirit provides. So that's all I got. That's so good. I love that. Um yeah, uh, I located the verse, um, so I'll get to that in Let's a second. Go. But yeah, kind of a combination of the two. Um, when you um, get into the Word, uh, you'll you'll understand the Spirit more. And then once you understand the Spirit more, um, you take that and you open your heart and you open your mind. Um, and you just give it to Him um, and you listen. And um, kind of like some of the verse that we the verses that we touched on tonight, you'll see what others can't see. You'll hear what others can't hear. Um, things that, that kings and rulers long to see and hear that they can't because they don't know him um, mm. is what the Bible says. Um, and in uh, John fourteen twenty seven, 27, um, Jesus speaking here, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift of the world can't give. So don't be troubled mm. or afraid. Um, and just using that and kind of understanding that um, what we have is is unlike anything the world's ever seen and, and unlike anything the world will ever have and that um, that's special and, and um, it's the greatest thing that we could ever have. Um, so know it one and then be open to it and listen to it. Um, believe it and you'll see it. Hmm. Man, that's good stuff, dude. Mm. Oh. I love this. I love doing this. I this is such a blessing that it really is. We get to that we get to come before the Lord and uh like hang out with each other and talk about things that we love. Uh, so I mean praise God for this opportunity. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh I wanna do something that we haven't done. Literally just thought of it like four or five seconds ago. I was today years old when I thought of it. <laughs> right now years old. Uh, I want to pray out for the listeners. Yeah. And uh, I just think that would be great. I think that prayer is like one of the most important things in the, like aside from reading scripture, like prayer is the most important thing. Yeah. And so uh, like just to pray for them and um, that they, you know, I don't need to say much. You'll know. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, hit it, Paul. And then we'll, we'll close it. So uh, Father, thank you for the people that that listen to these words 
that for everybody that pressed play on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, that they're here listening and that they, they care about you, Lord, that they want to learn about you. I pray that that all these people are moved closer to you through the things they hear and the things they feel and the ways you convict them, Lord, and that they'll be able to walk in your spirit and and grow closer to you and love you, Lord, as, as that's your will for them. And that uh, they've gained what you want them to gain from this and learn what you want them to learn, Lord, and that that they're, they're, if anything, they're encouraged to follow you with that boldness and that joy that the Spirit provides. Lord, we love you so much and thank you that we can come before you on Tuesday nights and and talk about you. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Paul. Yeah, dude. So, we, we don't have an outro. We've never had an outro. <laughs> um, but we do have a Bennett. So, so. whenever you're ready. See you next Tuesday. Hit that button. <laughs>